Hey, Dreamers. I can't believe it. We are so close to Dreamers Podcast existing for three whole years. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, I have decided to put together a live event here just outside of Philadelphia, May 20th. DreamCon will be an all-day event where you can meet past guests, network with other Dreamers, and play minute-to-minute games to raise money for charity, and of course, so much more. Tickets are on sale now at superjoepardo.com slash dreamcon. I can't wait to see you all there. Hey, Dreamers. My guest today is Canadian. (laughs) Yeah, he he is Canadian, and uh, he is making his dreams come true through building a business um, and... What did I write here? Leaders worth following. Yeah. Building a business, uh, leaders worth following. Um, there you go. <laughs> I, it didn't make a lot of sense in the sentence, I, I don't think. But I don't know. I'm not Canadian, so maybe it does, eh? Uh, <laughs> Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show Mark Sears. Joe, it's uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, yeah, that's a good intro. I love it. We're all about uh, developing leaders worth following. So that works. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, so the business you're building a business, and the, is the name of the business leaders worth following? No, the name of what we're building is called Cloud Factory. We're it's literally a factory in the cloud, so it's it is well named. But uh, in the midst of building a business, uh, you know, our business actually is is people more directly than than ever. We're an on demand workforce, so we have about twenty five hundred people in Nepal and Kenya, and uh, with the privilege of most of them being 18 to 30 year olds we we get to engage and help them become the leaders of uh the next uh, generation so yeah we are developing leaders worth following wow okay wow that makes so much more sense than how i was reading <laughs> so i'm sorry for butchering it no it's great uh, my apologies but so that 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 really sounds awesome so why don't we because i mean there's there's a couple different facets to to you and what you do um you're canadian you live in nepal generally is that, I, is that like I lived there for uh, about six years. Uh, the last That's... three years has been mostly back and forth. We've got our, our U.S. sales and marketing office here in North Carolina. So, uh, and then we've got an office in Kenya. So, I, yeah, kind of all over and get back to Canada once in a while. But uh, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, so there's there, yeah, there's a lot we could talk about there. But why don't you get started by talking about uh, your background in as a whole? Sure. Yeah, I'm. I am a. I'm a computer geek through and through. Uh, computer science in university. Man. Yeah, I love it. We and and so I love technology. I love to create. Uh, I love business. I uh, had my business minor, so always been, you know, fairly uh, fairly entrepreneurial, wanting to get into trouble, creating something, hopefully making a profit. And uh, so for me, kind of from that background, I, I found myself um, with my beautiful wife on a two week trip to Nepal where we um, met some really smart computer engineers and uh, kind of partnered together and started as training and turned into a paid project and turned into a company and eventually Cloud Factory and a whole bunch of other people kind of came in behind a you know, pretty, pretty cool, pretty ambitious mission. And, uh, and uh, here we are, right? We're, we're this tech startup, you know, we're a for-profit, profitable tech startup that's scaling and growing and, um, uh, you know, solving a lot of great business problems for companies around the world. And at the same time, we're creating meaningful work for people in, 
and specifically right now, Nepal and Kenya, where um, you know it's about 40 to 60 percent unemployment. We have a ton of people that are super smart, uh, very talented, very hardworking. But uh, we talk a lot about the world being flat, but unfortunately, it is not flat. Um, the internet does not instantly make it all flat. Airplanes and Italy, uh, my it's man flat. Bob said it is flat. I, you know, it's. I'm sad to hear that because I, I. You know, I really like Bob Bob, but um, but but yeah, it's it's not flat. It's it's not, it's not flat, but it's getting there. It's getting there, and we're trying to you know we're trying to do our part as well and kind of connect the dots and invent something that uh, you know even sometimes beyond technology. There's there's uh, I mean we're sitting here doing this interview um, not that far away, but uh, you know we're doing it over technology and. Uh, so technology is reducing the distance between everyone on the planet, but there's still there's still a lot of other you know even culture things and and other time zones. There's just a lot of realities to the world becoming more and more flat and kind of changing how we get work done. So that that's somewhere in there lies a lot of my dreams. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, you know. Uh... We'll tell you what. Why don't Why don't you go through the explaining the business model a little bit in more sure. in depth? Because it sounds really cool as far as like getting people uh, involved from like Kenya and and Nepal and I'm I'm sure that and I have to imagine that that isn't where the end you know the end of the road either. Is exactly. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. I I think we're just getting started. But yeah, in terms of business model, I mean, I think the best way we think about it is. Um, you know, that it's called cloud factory for a reason. We see the cloud model. Uh, we've seen computing storage go to the cloud and, um, we think labor, you know, at least routine repetitive labor is going there as well. So you, know, you look at, um, companies like Amazon, Amazon web services, Microsoft, Google, all of them have these clouds. And essentially what they, they've done is they've gone around to strategic low cost locations. They've built massive data centers. And we often forget about that, right? We forget that there's people that are actually there that are building and installing servers and racks and maintaining them and electricity. And, you know, there's a lot of heavy lifting. These are massive millions of servers that uh, they have. And then they, they build virtualization software and they abstract and rent out slices of computing and slices of storage out to the world. And, and that has really changed a lot of things in the last 10 years. And that, that same kind of approach is what we think is, is happening for businesses in the area of, uh, of, of labor, of getting uh, kind of digital work done. And so for us, it's the same thing. We, we go to strategic low-cost locations, find amazing talent surpluses, really smart young people, uh, and we become the best gig in town. And the best the best opportunity to to enter the global uh, economy uh, via you know a digital job and uh, and we layer a bunch of technology on top. We've got uh, about fifty engineers that have been working for years to build the future of work and and then we rent out slices of that uh, um, workforce to growing companies around the world. So that that's that's what we're up to. Um, and uh, so it's a lot of technology. It's a lot of tech. It's a lot of culture, and it's a uh, it's a lot of fun because we've got this kind of micro multinational startup in in three different continents. <laughs> so, so what I'm envisioning is something like, and I'm just, I would imagine you've watched Silicon Valley, right? Uh yeah. So, so the last like the last end of the last was it the end of the last season? There was like there was a click factory or like a click shop in India, 
And yep. it's just like this endless like sea of people with computers just clicking. Yeah, you know what? I've I, you're spoiling it for me because I've seen that, but I haven't actually watched that one yet. But, oh um, man! Oh man! So so okay. don't so don't spoiler alert anything. Oh, but, that's, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But well, I do it's know been like a year, so I figured it's it's probably pretty safe. But you know, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm catching. Yeah. I'm catching up. I'm, <laughs> I've been busy, man. It's, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I think that that's what we're trying to do the exact opposite of. Right. I mean, is is, uh, you know, outsourcing has got a, a bad name and it, you know, in many ways has deserved it. And so we're trying to take a different a different approach. Right. We think that, um, you know, we can use technology and culture and we can bring people, you know, kind of more onto the the virtual doorsteps of, of companies and really make those connections and. Um, we're part of something called impact sourcing is a really big movement to say, how can we, how can we think really intentionally, you know, we think intentionally about how we source our coffee, you know, like, but, but we don't necessarily think downstream about how we're maybe getting a lot of work done at companies. And so, so that effort is called, uh, impact sourcing and, and, uh, something that's really important to us. Um, you know, I was just thinking really intentionally and thoughtfully about how do you, how do you make more of an investment in, you know, instead of more kind of extracting value only. And uh, we think that it all works together. It's not out of a nonprofit mindset. It's out of a mindset when you um, really invest in, and uh, train and, and uh, you know, the, the reward comes back to everybody involved, right? Our, our, our customers and clients um, get better quality work done. Uh, our workers are enjoying uh, their work and seeing themselves grow and getting more opportunity and uh, and so they take more ownership over that work and they do a better job. And so that kind of virtuous cycle happens and we're seeing that happen right now in the business and that's causing us to grow and create more opportunities for more people and solving more problems for customers. And I'm like, Hey, this is, this is good. This is what, uh, what we set out to do and we're, we're starting to see it happen. Yeah. I mean, so, so not just doing like mindless clicking, right? Like, you know, I, you got five minutes of training and now you, you're, you're set up for life to sit there at a computer and click away. Um, actually performing tasks and being trained in, in, you know, like actually trained in, in skills that are employable. Yeah. And, and what we learn, right, is there's this, this definite path of promotion because some people come in and we've got a lot of work that is very straightforward, repetitive work. Um, and uh, you kind of work your way up. And we've got technology that uh, manages that as well. So we see people that are, uh, you know, starting from very, very uh, low entry points, right? People, they have a lot of college students as well that, you know, kind of work um, kind of semi-remotely, semi-distributed, we say, about 10 hours a week on average. And they work their way up and graduate and move into more and more. So they get more opportunity as they you know, perform well. And so that's, that's what like, that's, that's what has us very excited. We've seen a lot of people come through, um, kind of our cloud workforce into our core team, um, you know, with sometimes 10 promotions along the way. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's really got to feel good too, that you're, you're, you're promoting that kind of a, um, work environment. Absolutely. That's, that's probably the, one of the best things about, about it, right. Is, is, uh, and, and the part of that's the motivation for us to keep growing because that's what we see is we see um, we get to grow. Everyone gets to grow when the organization's growing. Right, right, right. Um, so what was some of the first steps you took to get started once you decided that this was something that you wanted to do out in the fall? 
Wow. It's, uh, you know, it's, that was the first trip was in 2008. So it's been a long journey. Uh, Cloud Factory actually started in 2010. So the first two years was really, um, was really working together with a small group of developers and just training and, um, you know, training. Training is a key part of it. Training and, and, um, and just really growing, investing into a team together was, was, was definitely the first couple of years. Uh, and then built a lot of technology for a couple of years. We launched at TechCrunch Disrupt um, in uh, it's almost 2012. Uh, we started with our first 25 cloud workers then. So we put five, we call them cloud workers. We put them in a team and we started iterating to uh, see how often they should come to the office versus working from home and, um, and really kind of building a culture around uh, our, our workforce model. Uh, and, uh, you know, so just kind of kept building and growing from there. But early on, the first steps, I think, were really, um, were really around training and team and, and in many ways continue to be. Wow. Okay. All right. And and how did your family take this idea of you like? Because I mean, you're from Canada. You're you're, yeah. you're visiting Nepal, and then that turned yeah. into uh, you said was it six years living there? Yeah. Yeah. It, so at the time, me and my wife, we actually so were Canadian, and we took an opportunity to work in the Middle East for um, about a about a year, and we did it because we wanted to travel. Like before we have kids, like let's let's go see some of the world, um, and. Uh, Nepal was definitely on that list. So, so yeah, so we went. It, there was no intention to stay more than that two weeks. And uh, that first year was hard. I mean, me, my wife and I were – she was back and forth. And we didn't know where we were going to be going, if we are going to stay or, or anything. And so, you know, and, and you go from being literally in – I think at the time uh, we were in, uh, in Doha, Qatar, which was, I think, second most rich country in the world. Canada is considered one of the most uh, – you know, happiest places to live in the world. And, uh, and then you go to Nepal and it was hard. I mean, the first, the first while was, was hard. I, it was harder probably for my wife. Um, she is, uh, she's, uh, she's amazing. And, uh, I think it was a bit of a slower ramp, but she, she, she fell in love. It just took a little bit longer, I think, to get over some of the, just some of the third world developing world physical realities. Um, so, but for us, we fell deeply in love with the people of Nepal and the nation. And uh, we, you know, we had our, our two kids uh, while we lived over there. And, uh, you know, they consider it to be uh, home in many ways. And we, um, uh, you know, our lives have been forever changed, no question, um, by our, our experiences there. And, you know, in terms of the wider family, yeah, they, they like to like to have us home, closer to home more often. But uh you know, Canada's cold. I figure. <laughs> well, Nepal's I, I, pretty cold, isn't it? No, it's actually pretty good. It, yeah, because Kathmandu is in a valley, and so I mean, it, I think it snows about once every seven, eight years. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's actually. Really? I mean, maybe maybe relative to growing up in Canada, uh, it's 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 warm, but uh, it's it's not bad. Huh? You know, I just I guess I just like I, I equate yeah. it with the mountains, right? The Himalayas. I yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure, obviously. You know, there's snow-capped mountains, um, but uh, but no, most of the country is actually because it's because it's it's right between India and China, and so and it's really thin. So I mean, India is obviously is really really is really hot. Like the the plains, where they say the tribe of India is very very warm and hot, um, and then the mountains are snow-capped and cold. But so yeah, Nepal, it's uh, 
it's it's a pretty yeah I, I it's one thing I never thought right would be a selling point would be the weather but it's pretty it's pretty decent huh I mean I, I'm looking at on a flat map <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah I guess it puts you like uh, about around South Carolina North Carolina so I guess it you know that's right yeah it's not be. it's not far off the weather wise as well like the la- whole co- la- long, like obviously la- latitude long latitude latitude yeah yeah. And it's it's like it's literally the country is sloped like straight down because you've got the Himalayas all the way down to the flat plains of India. So it's just like the whole country is just completely slanted down. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a great place. It's uh, I, th- I think the biggest thing that happened for us was just um, and, and this affects, I think, what we're trying to what we're trying to invest into and pull off is, is really around that area of culture, right? When, when you live abroad, when you live in a different culture, right? I mean, there's such a difference between traveling and visiting and vacationing, but when you actually, I don't know when that mark is, but you know, there's different marks that, you know, you kind of pass it after two or three months, there's a big part. And then after the first year, and so you kind of like peeling away the layers of an onion and you, you kind of get to the middle, you get to a place where you, you know, you, you really learn a lot about the culture that you grew up in and you kind of see maybe some of the good and the bad and, and everything. And, um, yeah, you just, you, you can't, uh, you, you, you'll never be the same. Right. I mean, um, I don't, have you had the chance to, 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 to travel to the point of staying maybe more than a few months? Uh, no, no, not yet. I have not, not yet. Um, that I don't know. That, that's going to happen at some point. I, I would, I tend to think, but I, but I not yet. No, not yet. I haven't gotten there yet. Well, that's, and, yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's it. It really is amazing. The, the opportunity for us was, uh, um, no question. We've received more from our experiences, uh, of working with people in, in, in Asia and Africa than we've been able to give no question. And a lot of that is around just the opportunity. I mean, we, uh, yeah, just people have they have different ways it's just different ways of life, different values, different paces, just different different focuses and uh and uh, in many ways we like it there uh a lot more uh than than here. But uh, you know, this is this is where our, most of our market is and so we're here trying to to do our part of uh making the whole thing work. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's um it's something I'd like to do. I mean, I've only been on my journey for three years, so so yeah. So this this is still you know relatively new to me. Um, and prior to that, there's no way that I would have been able to go live, uh, you know, being in a family business and all. There, it just wasn't going to happen. It was yeah. not in the cards. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. So anyway, uh, now that I've looked at a map and seen some things, that I'm like, I didn't realize that was there like that. I know. Um, yeah. 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 So, okay. All right. <laughs> um, what's been the biggest roadblock for you? Hmm. The biggest roadblock. That's a great question. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's been a block yet because you know, we haven't been blocked as in stopped, but there's certainly been a lot of things that have, uh, slowed us down and uh and and been been things that uh are obstacles we had to go around um i probably would would probably point to um 
I would probably point to, I mean, the same thing I talked about, you know, often like the biggest strength, the thing you've loved the most, right, would be some of the differences in culture and the ability to learn. But at the same time, just the realities of of some pretty big socioeconomic and cultural gaps and, and even the geographic distance and the time zone difference of operating um, together, um, you know, it, 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 it's hard enough to keep everybody aligned on the same page when you all come kind of from the same culture and are coming together in the same physical office. When you start changing those components and you start having people that are literally 10, 12 hours, uh, you know, difference of time zone, uh, it's 24 to 30 hours worth of flying to get there. Uh, and uh, and you have people that come from completely different, you know, diversity is, is beautiful, but it can be challenging as well. And so I think in many ways, that's probably, you know, what I love the most and what's also probably the biggest challenge and reality of what we're trying to pull off. Yeah, you know, I got to I got to tell you. Mark, like one of the things I love about traveling um, isn't to see things. Like I really don't care about seeing things. Seeing yeah, things. I, me too. It's about the people, right? Yeah. It's about who I get to meet. Um, you know, getting to hear their stories and 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 sharing my experiences and listen, like you know, experiencing their experiences through their words and through their stories and and all that. And that to me is like that. You know, some people like to go and say, "Well, I got to go see like this." thing that's really old or really like a landmark and i'm like okay that's cool i i I could see it in a photo like it'd be cool to see it but like it just doesn't get my motor running like yep i'm with you i'm like okay let's move on to to go where where can we go sit down and have a chat so i can exactly (laughs) exactly let's find a coffee shop and see how people live and yeah yeah yeah, exactly observing people and 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 just yeah, that's to me is is so so important. So I I can definitely um, I mean obviously cultural differences are uh, no stranger to you uh, or your wife, right? Like moving to Nepal from from Canada is very 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 different. Um, but then having to adapt your your workforce, right? Like you were just saying, yeah. Um, like to to but you have the experience of doing that. It's not like you just showed up and it's like okay, I'm taking all these Americans, taking Nepal or, or Canadians or, or, you know, Westerners and yep. taking them to Nepal and dropping them in. And you yourself have no experience of what it's like to adapt. And you're just like, no, 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 just get it done. Like, just, I don't care that it's hot or I don't care that it's so much different than from what you're used to. Like that doesn't matter. Like a, get it done. Yeah. It's a good point. Actually, it's a good point. I don't know if I've ever thought of it completely like that, but yeah, I, I, you know, obviously empathy is a huge part of anything that you're trying to do, right? And including business and, uh, you know, empathizing with your customer and really understanding being in their shoes, all that stuff. So I, yeah, I think for, for me, you know, being in a place where you don't fully understand the language and the culture and why things are done and how things are done and learning how to just the, the basics, having to relearn in that process. So, uh, yeah, in many ways, we're way behind. We well, we're way behind most of the people, um, you know, that work with with Cloud Factory for sure. Um, so so yeah, so no, we we understand the the handicap of working in a different culture, and uh, and so I think that in in some ways it's probably helpful for us as we build this out. So, 
what was your childhood dream growing up, Mark? Um, you know, I think like a lot of kids, you have different ones at different stages. I know when I was uh, when I was in grade two, uh, I was crazy about computers. I mean, this was like Apple IIe, and I, I used to do I used to like I would do anything. Uh, in terms of getting my 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 work done or doing anything I could to get on that computer to do, I think it was logo programming, like the little turtles, like this little tr- – they call it a turtle, but it was just a triangle that you had to like program to go around the screen and it was really, really basic. But I you know, I remember just absolutely being passionate about that and, and so that idea of, of programming I think very early on was, uh, was a dream for sure. Um, you know, I think that changed through the years. I know I, I, uh, I think later I was convinced I was going to be an architect, a hundred percent convinced I was going to be an architect and build buildings and, um, and, uh, you know, and then played a lot of sports and thought, uh, you know, you want to, you want to do that as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think probably the biggest theme though was, was building and creating right from, from programming to architect, you know, I've always, I've just always, uh, enjoyed creating something from nothing you know, kind of the, you know, blank piece of paper and, um, you know, just creating something out of nothing is just very, very exciting and rewarding. And, um, I think that fits probably with the entrepreneur side. That's the part I love. Were you a big SimCity fan? Uh, you know what? I wasn't actually, but that would have fit. Probably wow. my parents just didn't buy it for me because they thought I'd be locked up in my room for a few days every uh, week. You but would be. I mean, I obviously. think I would have been. I think I would have been. You're right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that but, that definitely made a huge, uh, diff, you know, difference in my life. Uh, yeah, Will Wright and and all of that. But yeah, that's a good call. But yeah, that that's definitely the type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do your dreams for the future look like for you, for your family, for for Cloud Factory? What's what's it? Where are you headed? Good. That's, I like, yeah, I like, I like thinking through all those lenses for me, you know, for me, I'm, I'm on that journey that a lot of, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs and founders are right is, is okay, great. Um, it's one thing to create something from nothing. Now, how do you become, how do you become a CEO, right? How do you transition as the, is the, as the organization matures and grows, you know, I, I started a blog called from, from, uh, from mad scientist to poise CEO, and uh, I'm still much closer to the the mad scientist than the poise CEO. So so I think for me it's uh, you know I'm just I'm I'm loving that right. I I really want to continue to to grow in being a better leader myself and just increasing my uh, capacity and mental complexity and just my my view of of um, of work and the role that that plays in, in my life and my family's life. And so for me, that that's the journey I think that I'm, uh, I'm really excited about. That's the, you know, a lot of my dreams are in that area because I see, I see that as I grow, then I'm able to have more, uh, you know, accomplished in my dreams, right? Like I, I need to be a better leader and, and increase capacity and all that to be able to, to really maybe, uh, accomplish other dreams. So, so that's what I'm focused on for, for my family you know, my, my, my son is seven, my daughter is four and, um, you know, we're just at a really fun stage of life and, you know, we had the opportunity to travel a, a lot and we look forward to doing more of that. Um, 
and uh, and you know and seeing kind of where where will we be over the coming years in terms of living and and learning about other cultures and um, you know we're, I, I get excited when I see uh, my kids just interacting cross culturally as well even here in North Carolina right going to a school where you know a third of my son's class you know grade one or in kindergarten at least didn't speak any English had to go to ESL and. And, and he'd learn how to play with kids and to communicate when they don't speak the same English, the same language. They don't speak, you know, and, and so seeing seeing them in those situations thriving and, um, uh, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're having fun as a family. And, and I think uh, we're, we're excited about um, trying to make the world a little bit flatter and a little bit more, uh, you know, flat again in all sense, in all senses. Uh, for, for our family. And then for, for cloud factory, you know, we have a, we have a big vision, right? The dream is to connect a million people to online work and, and not just connect them to work, right? For us, there's a second component of that. And that that's where it's kind of the developing leaders worth following. So, so work is a great way to, uh, engage people. Um, but we, you want to see growth. You want to see people that are not staying in the same job forever. Right. We consider a success when people leave and go on to do, you know, even even greater things. So, um, yeah. So there's a there's a there's a breadth and a depth to the impact uh, of our vision. Uh, you know, the breadth is a million, but the depth, you know, is is equally ambitious in terms of developing leaders worth following. Yeah, I, I think it is uh, important that they that you have something to take away. I mean, uh, especially if you're you're training um, you know, employees to become like, they might not be fully learners, but to become learners so that they can mm. adapt and become better. Like, because you know, if you're a learner, then you can become a leader. Like you can take that yeah. step. Right. Yeah. Um, just like being a kid and again, getting, as you get older, you get more responsibilities and, yeah. and you go through the process. But, but the thing is, if we get to that point where it's like, we're not willing to learn, then, yeah. well, we're probably old. And honestly, I don't want to get to that point. Like, because if we're not, if we're not growing, we're dying. And that, you know, yep. that's good to, be able to push our boundaries. So, yeah, there's so an, I, there's I an internal, that. internal growth engine, right? I, I completely agree. It's that learning curiosity, you know, personal growth engine, right? That when you learn how to kickstart that is early that you can do the earliest you can do that. And then in continuing to maintain and refine that internal growth engine, I completely agree. That's awesome. Well, if you can bottle up that process, I think that you, you got like a multi multi billion dollar (laughs) idea right there to affect billions of people and make like, it's true. Insane amounts of, of money. It's true. Um, It's true. It's true. I think it's it's I mean it's not just a process I think it's an environment I think that's what we're learning right it's probably 70% environment like there's there's a, a you know probably 10% that's content there's probably 20% that's coaching and training and mentoring and there's probably 70% is the environment that you place that you, that you're within and so I think like you said you have to be within a growing environment where you know people are rubbing up against each other and being challenged and raising the bar constantly and and when when everything like that, you know, so it's not just a process, not a book that you can read, right? You have to be reading books within the context of being able to almost have that playground to really live it out. So, uh, yeah, 
That's interesting. I, I, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, I, I don't personally read a lot of books. Um, yeah, time yeah. is is a factor in that, um, and I'm a very slow reader. So, so for me, like that's not a thing. But I'll, I'll totally watch a documentary. I'll watch ten documentaries yeah. before I read one book. Um, I agree. And yeah. and that, but that's how you know I process information, and I, and I watch those documentaries like while I'm working out. So I'm like doing two yeah. things at once. You know, trying to condense the amount of time and you know you're trying to flatten the world i'm trying to flatten like space and time <laughs> yeah well, i'm 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 totally with you i i yeah yeah podcast you know documentaries um it's blog you know blog articles i mean it's content right but even that like i agree even even that any type of content is probably only a small like 10 percent of that process mm-hmm. um so but it's important. It's an important part. But if you don't have the environment and the curiosity and the engine to actually apply it and refine it and make it real for you, then you don't see the effects. Yeah, I mean, part of that is also in the hiring process, right? So I think it's I think within that seventy percent environment, there's probably a split of that where it's the you know the employees that you're hiring, the A and the B players, and 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 even some of the C players that be, can become a B player or an A player. Um, that is really important as part of that when you when you in kind of capsule mm. uh, environment. What percentage? Eh, I I I I tend to like if I had to take my stab at it, of the seventy percent, I think it's like a sixty forty split. Like mm. and for the other to me, the other forty percent is the process and the invo- like the actual like environment that they're working in and and all those things and the processes and then sixty percent of that seventy would be. Um, the actual people, because again, if, you, if you're hiring people that aren't willing to learn and aren't willing to yeah. grow and, and adjust, like you're just going to create these people who are complainers. You're bringing yeah. people that are complainers that all they're going to do is complain and bring down other people. Because I've been a victim yeah. of that myself. Uh, yep. And and you know what? Yep. You, I am one positive dude, but um, <laughs> after a while, you know, it, it really wears you down. It takes there. much more energy to keep it going. The rotten apple can definitely, yeah, we've all seen it, no question. And uh, yeah, and I agree. I, I think that maybe that dimension of of the personal growth engine, right? It's it's uh, it's applied to everyone as a different individual, right? So, you know, that hundred percent is going to be applied to somebody to people that are on completely different growth trajectories, and that that is based, like you said, on you know the capacity that people have to grow, and that does vary. That varies for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like, where they're in, you know, then I mean, you get into like, I don't know if it's considered like metaphysical at that point, but like, there are psychological like differences between the people. Um, that like what what they value, right? Some people value the process more than mm. the people they get to work with. Um, some people value the people they work with more than the process. Like, it just yeah. it just depends on on what's going on there um and and my one-year-old is not trying to take a nap um so that's what you're probably hearing in the background but that's how we do it here on the dreamers podcast because i ain't got time to edit this yeah that's good (laughs) this is just like the uh the bbc thing gone viral right Uh, (laughs) have you seen that no i haven't oh my goodness yeah no sorry (laughs) no no, sorry sorry you'll you'll google it and you'll see i think you may be the only one that hasn't seen it it came out last week and it it was this live video oh that that yeah yeah yeah. so i actually wrote a article and tweeted oh, did to you? the guy yeah like <laughs> advice for this kind of stuff because like i could totally just do this and I, i'm still talking and but i was still talking but i hit the mute button um and the i mean which 
on a live broadcast, I don't know. To me, like I just try to embrace it, and, and I, I know it's uh, like your your thought process is going. But you, you know, one thing I've learned is to be able to be better at like just working, just going with it, right? Because it's agree. not going to be perfect. Yeah, and we all. I mean, that's the thing too. I think it's so we we all have most people have families and understand the realities, and it's like that. That's the thing to like completely separate things. Um, a, it's not feasible anymore, and, and B, um, yeah, I think I think the world is learning that uh, that doesn't, you know, completely living in two separate divides does not necessarily create the best result. So, um. yeah, you know, well, I mean, part of my advice was, you know, first off, get some headphones, <laughs> you know, um, no, and then, get like, a lock for the door. <laughs> well, lock for the door. Though, you know what? A lot of people say, oh, well, if he locks the door. There'll just be like kids beating on it, but but yeah, the headphone thing because like what happened is, and I don't know if you you read any follow up articles, but like he uh, he said that his daughter comes into the room to see grandma and grandpa because they live in in Korea, right? So like he's not from there; he's from yeah. I think like England or whatever, and and so they're like, oh, you know, hey, there's you know, grandma and grandpa must be on because I hear voices coming from the from our from the office. So what I'm saying is, is he gets headphones, he gets a, himself a better mic. He doesn't need like the mic I have. There are many other options, um, and and then and then a lock for the door or an outside office, you know, if you can, type of thing. Uh, so there's like th- there's some things that he does that I've I've learned, but I just I feel like he could have embraced it so much more. But I know I I am understanding of that you know in in the news world like 40 seconds is a really long time. Right, and I can't yeah, hear true. you. Oh, there you are. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Um, so so it's yeah. So I I definitely I I I wasn't um I wasn't at lambasting the guy like some people did, but uh, <laughs> you know I I just think it's like hey here's some tips that like I've been doing this for three years. I've had a kid for one of the three and. Um, this is how I've, I've just worked it into the show. It just becomes part of the process. Yeah. I, I think there, yeah, I think there's more of that. I just talked to, um, a good friend who's, yeah, he's, he's managing director at a, you know, pretty big company. Uh, and you know, a, he, one of the clients wanted them to come by and he's like, well, I'm actually going to be in town, but I'm, I'm taking my son to a, an NBA game. So, you know, I'm driving up for the day, but, um, you know, my son would have to come with me, you know, my, my six-year-old son. And, uh, you know, and, and they're like, oh, that'd be awesome. We could totally, yeah, that'd be great. And and so, you know, I just see so much more of that nowadays. And, I yeah, I would love that. I can't wait until my kids are a little bit older where they can come on, on trips with me. And, and uh, you know, I mean, there's there's obviously healthy uh, boundaries and everything that we all need to figure out, like you said, and, and, and practical tidbits, right, to make things <laughs> effective. But... Uh, you know, I like seeing a little bit more of the line. I mean, for instance, in our office in Nepal, we have a lot of families that actually uh, come uh, for lunch. So we've got this massive rooftop and we make, you know, we fed up to 500 people sometimes uh, in, a, in a day uh, when we have large trainings and stuff like that in the office. And so it's this really big event is uh, lunch at the office. And so we have a lot of families that come and it's just kind of a great uh, so, so things like that, you know, we're trying to find ways of, you know, what does it, what does it look like to build a startup and try and incorporate the idea of and value of family? Um, I think we've got lots to learn, but, um, 
you know, I just found out that we've got a nursery in our Kenya office. I was joking about it. And they're like, well, we, you know, we already have one. Right. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we've had it for like three or four months. And um, nobody, nobody told you this. They just made the decision to, cause that, that was my next question was who's running these operations while you're not there. Yeah, we've got, oh, we've got an awesome team. Right. I mean, so we've got, we've got about 150 full-time employees. Um, we've got great general managers in both Nepal and Kenya. Um, so, uh, and just a great leadership team. So we've got, yeah, eight people on our leadership team spread between the, th- you know, the three offices, three continents. And so, uh, so yeah, there's a lot happening that I don't know about. And, uh, so, you know, generally I'm all right with that. Cause it's, you know, it's just, uh, when you're going fast, you, you have to trust people to, to run with the ball. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean like who, who budgeted for that though? I mean, cause that, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that I would feel like even as an owner of my, myself, like I would. I mean, I, I can't be an insignificant amount of money to do. Um, well, the funny thing is, is that a lot of things actually are uh, sometimes in those locations as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, for instance, like in in Kenya, we've got um, you know, there's a there's a very there's very clear quarterly uh, we call them like OKRs, objectives and key results, and some of those are around you know both top and bottom line, and so so yeah, so. You know, our uh, JB, our GM there is doing a great job and really keeping his eye on on that. And so um, and so I love stuff like that. Uh, you know, we want people to be, you know, trying to really grow the culture and listen to the needs. Right. So I mean, there's practical, practical things there. Right. Where people have they have that need. And and so if we can if we can do that in a way that makes sense for the business um, and there's you know, and you can make the business case for it, which which I think we can in this situation. Then, I mean, yeah, I love seeing stuff like that. I love being surprised by stuff like that. There are things that I don't like getting surprised about, but that one, you know, stuff like that's fun. <laughs> no, I, I well, I think that's also I think it's awesome that you have the budget to 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 do it and then not worry about it and not be upset yeah. about it. You know, yeah, um, but that yeah, means you you're know, doing the right thing. You're doing the, the good job as far as making it so that. It's something that's like that. Something an expense like that isn't like catastrophic to the business model. Yeah. No. I mean, again, I think. I mean, literally, I think it's like one office room was converted. You know, like it's it's. And oh, okay. So this is a pretty. This isn't as big of a like. Oh, we built no. like this whole expansion on the side of our building. No. Um, for I hope. Kids. I hope we do. I hope we do. Actually, I've seen some really good articles and videos actually on the whole the whole idea of kind of having a. You know, on-site daycare for businesses, and so it's actually becoming a little bit of a trend. And so, you know, I hope we get there. But I, you know, we we talk a lot about uh, you know one of our practices uh, is to, you know, think big uh, or dream big, uh, start small and scale fast. And so, um, you know, this is a good starting small step, and we'll see uh, how we scale it up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. How, how often do you go to the other locations now that you're in North Carolina? Um, you know, so, so Nepal is a much bigger operation. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm definitely trying to be there a couple weeks every quarter. Um, and you know, Kenya is, is smaller and still growing. And, and so, you know, I don't get there quite as much, but, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it is possible that, you know, and you talked about like dreams. I mean, I, I think big thing for us right now is looking at how do we, how do we make this maybe more sustainable? And and so we're looking at uh, our next office actually being in the UK. And so from a perspective of just, 
being right in the middle of the time zones, right, where half the day overlaps with the U.S., half the day overlaps with uh, Nepal and Kenya, you know, they, it's called GMT for a reason. Like everything is relative to GMT. It's kind of the center time zone. And, you know, with, with Heathrow being able to get direct flights pretty much everywhere. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that's, that's something that could be uh, in our future down the road, both for the company and, and potentially even for, uh, for, for me and my family, right, just in the area of, of exactly needing to be in every office uh, fairly regularly. Because I find when I'm, you know, when we lived in the Paul side, it was really hard to, to really stay up to speed on this side of the world. And uh, when, when I'm here, it's really hard to stay up fully there as well. So, um, so that might be my, my hack is to uh, uh, have more of us, some of us relocate into, into the middle and, and kind of a corporate headquarters in the UK. That's something we're kind of looking at uh, right now. So you like rain and fog. I mean, that's, that's like a thing for you, I guess. <laughs> What's that? I said, oh, so yeah. you like rain and fog, so I guess that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that part we haven't maybe thought through completely. There's but other again, places in GMT time, like you know, just go true. down, just go down the the, the track. There. It's true. I, yeah, yeah. We've looked at Ghana as well. So yeah, you're right. There is, there is. We'll see. But uh, now the UK is is uh, is looking like it could be a good possibility for us for sure. Kind of heading that direction. Um, but I mean, again, relative to like. 10 feet of snow i mean right it's it's still better than 10 feet of snow when i grew up in uh yeah i agree i mean the the only thing i would say is, is well because i mean you have kids so it's a little bit different but like you know working being able to just work from wherever you are um and ma- you know and making it work that way with your with your business is uh, you know a uh, 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 um a luxury that most people don't necessarily mm. have right that's, yeah for sure for sure yeah but i but i think that's important i think as i think that's the whole point as entrepreneurs right is kind of lifestyle design so i think both for for me and my family but also for a lot of other families right it's thinking through that is hey like the the business should be serving some of the, the purposes and goals that and dreams that we have as well and you know that doesn't mean you know it doesn't always work completely that way but it's it's definitely another input into a lot of the decisions that we make and so I think that's, you know, for, for some of our team, you know, early on when we're just really, really going hard um, and, and there's so much excitement around what we're building, it's easy to ha- – I mean, our executive team is having calls. I mean, I mean a, lot of our, a lot of our company is having calls late at night and early in the morning and lots of different times. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to uh, continue to find ways to make that time zone difference a little bit more manageable. It's, it's a it's a tough one. Let me just point out that you could live in Barcelona, Spain, and it's a plus one. Wow! Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. It's it's a beautiful beautiful city <laughs> I've been to, uh, uh, or, or even France. I, I think knew most I, of France is in that plus uh, one. I was going to say I saying. knew I should have taken Spanish, and now I'm thinking, <laughs> well, I did take French. So. Hey, you know France, south of France. Uh, yeah, you know, it's true. I've been, been the con yeah. that's yeah. beautiful out there Mon- too. Monaco, Monaco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. it's it gets you a lot closer than North Carolina for sure. For, for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, for the for the time zone uh, lay, layover, yeah, I guess if you will. I like I like your thinking. I'm going to open up the. I, I, I'm just saying, like London. I mean, London's <laughs> nice, and I'm sure you'd love to visit. Like. You know, every yeah. once in a while, but uh, if I if you're picking a place to go live, I mean, 
Yeah, the, the, the language barrier is a, a little bit of a of a thing. But if you live near an area that's like you know somewhat touristy, like at least then all the shops and everything have English speakers in it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can survive at restaurants or everything. You're yeah, right. and you you know you you believe me, you'll pick it up. I'm sure. Well, <laughs> you took French, so you know. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk to our CFO. We'll see what we can do. But, uh. <laughs> it also probably is cheaper than than uh, London night. Though I don't know now with the whole Brexit, I'm not sure if that would still hold up. But yeah, uh, it, it does kind of feel like things are going on sale in general there. But uh, yeah, that, that is... ev- everyone else is exiting, and we're looking to go in um, <laughs> to check that logic. But no, no, we feel we feel pretty good. We'd be closer to visit all those places, right? That's so, that's true. That's true. Like yeah. a short little easy jet Ryanair hop down. So yeah, it is, and very cheap. I think uh, the flights yep. from Europe is pretty cheap to fly around. Yep. So, uh, all right. So, so how can people connect with you, Mark? Well, I, you know, I, I'd love to have people hit me up directly. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good and bad on email, but happy to have people uh, give it a shot at mark at cloudfactory.com. Uh, you know, otherwise, Twitter is a, a good way as well. Um, and uh, so I'm just Twitter is just handles Mark T. Sears. Uh, and then in terms of general, find out more about what we're up to. Uh, you know, it's just cloudfactory.com. You know, we're, we're definitely uh, trying to help as many businesses and organizations, particularly work with a lot of startups to just spin up what we call work streams. So, you know, it's as little as $1,800 a month. You can spin up a couple hundred hours um, of a work stream to basically have a remote team and a lot of tools to really facilitate and, and work. And you get a team lead that's there on the ground with them to help manage and train. And, um, you know, we're, we're definitely reinventing how a lot of that you know, routine work gets done. So that's that's uh, the best way on the Cloud Factory front is just uh, the website. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out and supporting the the mission and the cause and the uh, the whole uh, the whole everything as a whole. Um, yeah. And uh, Mark, before we we depart, is there and I, oh, and I will definitely have those links in the show notes cool. at, at uh, yep. superjoepardo dot com. Uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Um, I mean, I think, you know, and this is the, the, the bigger goal, right. Of, of, of living out, living out dreams, pursuing dreams. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that, uh, uh, I think for me, the common pattern has been getting back to the whole, like start small and taking steps. Right. So for us, it, you know, we were sitting in Canada, um, you know, we bought a, a almost a brand new house backing onto an elementary school. We, picturing you know having our kids walk to walk to that school and and you know next thing we know we got a a call an opportunity to to go to the middle east and three weeks later we were on a plane and uh, we thought it was going to be for three months and ended up being a year and and then we went on a trip to nepal for two weeks and ended up being six years and had you know and 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 so i i just think that sometimes it's it is like it's important to dream big um, but then it's always those kind of small steps those small risks that kind of lead to, um, you know, more opportunities. And, and so, yeah, I don't, there's no formula, but I know for us, it's, 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 it hasn't been big, lofty, scary things. It's just been kind of small step by step that's led, led on something that, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely really excited and enjoying. Oh, that, that is awesome. Mark, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your, uh, clearly busy schedule. <laughs> to uh to come be a guest on the dreamers podcast and i'd love to have you on again in like a year or so to catch up and see how you're making out 
Sure. Sounds good. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. It's fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.